Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. Uh, with that being said, hey, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. I am here in the great state of Utah. This is our first podcast in a long time where all of us are in the same time zone. For so now. when we say one time, that's the same time. I don't have to do math. I don't have to figure out what it is. You know, mm. everyone's an hour before me, not two or three hours before me when, you know, Lena moves again, just to make my life more complicated because that's Love what she you. does. Uh, well, first off, if I go to Nashville, it's only going to be one hour, not too. Is that central still? Yeah, it's central. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Nashville okay. central, although I'm trying to talk him into going to Pittsburgh because we could get a really nice house very close to downtown <laughs> for like nothing in Pittsburgh. Um, but well, because he... the trade-off you have to live in Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay, first I like off, Pittsburgh. fuck you! Where I'm from. Well, I'm not really a rock and roll Who? town. Oh, what? not really a rock and roll town. That's funny. It's a um, final type reference. Um, they, they don't get booked in, in uh, uh, Pittsburgh, like their their show gets canceled because it doesn't sell well, and they go, "Well, Pittsburgh's not really a rock and roll town." It was just anyway. It's a you're fine. It's, it's a deep cut. It's a way way fucking deep cut. I've seen that movie one time. You need to see it ten more times. I Actually, know, I'm supposed to hit eleven. I get it. I yeah, no, I don't. You know, <laughs> the other thing though is watch that movie with the special features on because they're all in character doing commentary on how the film uh, misinterprets the facts of what's going on, and then they talk about all the different people. They're like, "Oh, that's so and so." dead now. Oh, that's so-and-so. They're, They're dead, dead now. now. Which is pretty much like hanging out with my mom right now. Like, <laughs> you remember so-and-so? They're dead. Like, great, mom. I don't know who the hell that person was in the first place. Okay, great. They're dead. Yeah, my, my parents do the same thing, but my dad's going to be 80 in two years. My mom's turning 70 this year, so it's do you remember so-and-so? They lived on the hill by us? Yes. Oh, they're dead now. I'm yeah. Like, okay, I never talked to them, and I haven't talked to them in 30 years, so. Yeah, they're all dead now. Anyway. Well, uh, We're not dead fits. now, but there are a lot of people in this book who are dead now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dead yet. Ter- terrible, terrible segue, but it is uh, true. But it fits. Month. It is, does fit. So we have Todd, we have Lena, we have Adam, we have me. I am Brian. Hi, how are you? Hi. Hi. What up? And what up? Uh, okay, so this is The Green River Killer, A True Detective Story, which is actually written by the son of one of the detectives involved, which is actually pretty interesting. I, Adam, I know you were going to be upset about this based on the documentary, which I also watched, mm-hmm. and I agree with you. She's a pivotal part, and she's briefly, briefly shown in this book, ever so briefly, yes. when they finally do the uh, the DNA results of it. But the fact that it was written by the son let me, gave me a little more leeway to be okay with it, because it's directly about his father's involved. So I'm yeah, kind no, of okay it, with it. I it understand your complaint. Yeah, I didn't know it was no, written by his son until later so that makes more sense now that i've now that i've thought about that oh yeah like, no i was that, i was annoyed with so. it until i read the back where he, or like where he talks about his dad and i was like oh okay that makes sense it's also because of this book i think it's funny my book i bought used on amazon and it mm-hmm. was like taken from a library where is multima county nah. portland right. portland i was take uh, this was taken from the county library in portland that's kind of awesome which is really interesting considering where the story takes place um and uh but yeah so like but it's all beat up and like has the library numbers and normally that really annoys me but because of this book I kind of like it like it kind of adds some character to this weird book anyway Adam what is our cocktail for this week uh, so our cocktail this week is easily named it's called the Green River uh, you're going to take a uh, empty shaker you're going to add uh, a wheel one wheel of grapefruit three basil leaves you're going to muddle that <clears throat> then you're going to add ice one and a half ounces of vodka a half ounce of simple syrup 
a quarter ounce of green chartreuse and a half ounce of lime juice. You shake the shit out of it. You strain into a old-fashioned glass filled with crushed ice, and then you're garnished with a basil leaf. Okay, I like it. I also do like the empty shaker, as if you know, take a shaker filled with clowns was an option. Um, well, instead of you, don't, you don't muddle something in a shaker filled with ice. <laughs> Lena, don't shake your head at me. I got you with the Bristol scale yesterday. Oh that was my god, god. that was fucking disgusting. <laughs> 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 I told Ella you, that she's like, you're the worst, but that's funny. You clicked on it. It's your fault for clicking on the link. Yeah. No, I didn't click on the link. All I saw was the title. It said WebMD was the photo. And then under it was like, what kind of poop do I? And I was like, okay, I'm not even, I'm not even trying. I don't yeah. even want to know. For, for, for you at home, kids, the Bristol scale is a measurement of the consistency of your poop. It's a, it's a, it's an actual official regulation type thing. Well, not regulation, but it's a medical, it's a medical scale. Yep. Yeah. It's a classification. Anyway, I learned that. I won't say from where, but I learned that. Um, <laughs> the person sitting next to me who is pointing at themselves on an audio medium. Uh, okay. I think I know what almost everyone is going to default to as their drinking game rule, but I'm going to give Lena the honors. Lena, what is your drinking game rule? Are you sure that we all have the same drinking game rule? I, I, okay. There's a very obvious one in here, I think. So, okay. What's yours? How many people did he kill? <laughs> okay. Um, the thing that always kills me about, and, the, and this is because I ha- I do know things about Gary Ridgway because I listen to last podcast on the left i uh he like ended up he just kept saying he killed more and more and more people as time went on and it was just like did he really kill that many people every time you question Mm, how many people did he kill uh take a drink and it's he's a it's absurd the shit that he like even after he was in jail he kept Mm -hmm. calling everyone and saying he he didn't know there are these bodies and I killed these people and I did this and everyone and it's just like did you really or is this just you trying to be a pain in the ass like what is well, or is just to get the attention I you know what yeah. I mean? yeah well that's what I mean I think about it like he you know he spent all those years not getting caught and then he gets caught yeah. and then it's just like I'm gonna tell you about everything but then he doesn't say anything and then he, and then all of a sudden it's like well yeah I killed those and then I did this and then I did that and it's like all right whatever Gary. is this the guy that when they were taking him I, they sort of play a little bit on the book, but I, don't, I I remember very specifically there being a serial killer that when they were taking him around to find bodies, they took him to Burger King and like that was this big moment for him that he was really excited to go to Burger King and that was part of the reason why they thought he kept uh, copying to more uh, deals because he wanted to go out to fast food restaurants and not be in prison, but I don't remember if that's this guy or somebody else. I don't... You, you know what I'm talking about though, right, Lana? They talk about it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I know there was... It was... Dylan um... Roof is the guy they're talking about or you're talking about. Oh, that like just was so excited to go look for uh, uh, go to the Burger King. Yeah, let me. Oh no, no, that's the Charleston's church shooter. No, there was, was the there was uh, it was down in Texas. I thought he okay. they, like the cops thought he was great, and as they were taking him out, he like ended up at a fast food rush. I don't know if it was Burger King. Yeah. It may have been Burger King. I don't remember. But for some he, reason I specifically him, remember Burger King. But they yeah. took him to the to a fast food restaurant, and I can't for the life of me remember his name off the top of my head. So yeah, yeah. okay. Well, while everyone else is doing Google searches and whatnot. Todd, do you have a drinking game rule? Mine is similar to that. Is just because it's gruesome doesn't mean I remember. Okay. <laughs> 
So every time they're walking around, it's like, where did you put this body? Why did you do this? I'm like, I think it was here. I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, dude, it was years ago. I don't remember. Yeah. I think it was here. Yeah. Why'd you bury them? Eh, I don't want to cop to that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Adam, are you still Googling? No, I'm, I'm on back. But I want to see what yours is because my drinking game ties into Todd's, but it's a, li- it's a little tiny bit different. Oh, then mine is probably different. I thought there was a very obvious one, which is I'm going to quit soon. Every time they mention his smoking, take a drink because that was like this very obvious running really like, yeah. line of like, oh, I'm going to quit smoking. Oh, I'm going to quit smoking soon. Oh, I'm going to quit smoking soon. That's the one I thought everyone was going to go. And that actually was going to be uh, that shit will kill you. That was the. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So mine is very, very close to Todd's it's called I'm getting real tired of your shit, Gary. Uh, it's every time that the, <laughs> so he like the cops get pissed at him for yeah. leading them astray. So it's very, it's close to Todd's, but like it happens, I think a bit less frequently. So yeah. Okay. Um, Lena, what are your thoughts on this one? Gary Ridgeway is a fox. Uh, yeah. This one. <laughs> 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 Adam had a spit take. That was <laughs> Drinking my lovely coffee in the morning. <laughs> Um, it is really upsetting when you realize how long he got away with it. Um, and just how long they, you know, that he just, and it was only until the technology caught up that they could actually do anything to figure out Mm -hmm. who he was. So, um, yeah, he's, he's a fuck. But, uh, in terms of this book, I thought it was interesting because you, you get a little backstory on Tom Jenkins who's the detective um, and and the fact that he's just kind of like yeah okay I also don't remember and maybe it's just because it's been so long but I don't remember the whole thing with um, with Gary stabbing the little kid I don't remember that one either no I don't remember that either yeah so and again G- Gary Ridgeway's known for being like why well, killed hundreds yeah. of people and I did all of this stuff and it's like yeah. okay mm-hmm. Gary calm calm down like killed eight people we know you killed at least eight so you're going to jail for fucking ever so i mean okay but like (laughs) whatever um i don't remember the little kid thing but again it could just be because i i you know it's been a very long time since i've listened to the episode on the green river killer it also might have not been a detail that was very publicly known you know that he might have known because it was his dad or it also just might have been a thing that was like sort of insinuated but they never had full proof of it so does necessarily get fully reported or Uh, it's the fact that the kid didn't die and gary Mm -hmm. came out and he was like i did all this stuff and they're like we can't corroborate any of this shit because yeah it it doesn't fit his mo either it's not the type of person he would kill so even though it's always kind of funny too because like oh it was his first attempt it's like yeah but they still go after the same type of victim for their first attempt it's never like (laughs) oh i'm gonna like change in the middle of it like jeffrey Dahmer's first killer was that jogger dude or whatever it was and he fit yeah he fit the mold of what he was looking for. Right. Yeah. So um, I liked the fact that they, uh, they kind of show you the time with how Tom looks more than yeah. anything. So like, they'll always have the date listed as to mm-hmm. when they're talking about like what they're doing, but you can tell about the time jumps just by how Tom is being drawn yeah. throughout mm-hmm. the years, which I actually really liked. I love the fact that he was like, maybe I'll grow a mustache so that I look more like, like, <laughs> serious and and, yeah. and and everything and um and then he just kept it which i thought was really funny um the whole thing with the smoking i didn't really think too much 
of it. Oh, yeah, like it was like a thing. It's a through line. Thing. Yeah, it was yeah. a definite through line. But yeah, it was a through line, and I did think it was funny that as soon as, at the end, after everything was said and done, he quit. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he started smoking back in the like seventies and eighties, and that's like when everybody yeah. can smoke. So yeah, whatever. Right. Um, so but the the story I actually really enjoyed it I thought it was interesting um I liked the fact that it was it wasn't geared towards just Gary because it I think mm-hmm. the thing that you get with a lot of serial killers is they do shit so they can be famous and I think that that's definitely where Gary Ridgway came in where he was like mm-hmm. well I'm caught so yeah let me be the most epic serial killer ever and I like the fact that they just kind of they, there were a lot of just like yeah he admitted to all this crap and they made him look like they you know it was this whole thing where it was like these detectives really gave a shit and mm-hmm. um and it wasn't it wasn't like oh they were the best it was like no they they knew that that it you know it sucked that it took this long and and everything but it wasn't centered on Gary Ridgeway and the fact that like you didn't see all of the things that happened you didn't mm-hmm. know all of the details they didn't go into his backstory or anything this wasn't like the Ed Gein book that right. we did. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, which I actually think was a good way of going about it because it's, you know, Gary definitely had the mentality where he just wanted to be famous at the end. And I'm happy that it wasn't that this book was more geared towards the police side of it and not the actual victims and what he did and everything. Cause it just, um, it's just kind of, yeah, don't need to go into sure. all those details with it. So, uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. I have not watched the documentary yet that you, that Brian and Adam have watched on Netflix. I need to watch it, but, um, We've been yeah, it's called like watching. crime scene cases or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's the first episode. It's a it's a docu series, but the, the green yeah, it's, it's a two it's a two parter if I remember correctly too. That's um, right, yeah. I I did look it up and it's on my list of things to watch. But we got stuck in watching Severance on Apple TV Plus, <laughs> which if you haven't watched it, you should. It's amazing. Um, so we haven't watched it yet. So I'm interested to see. But uh, yeah, I really like this. I like the way it was set up, and I I think I enjoyed getting a little bit of backstory on the detectives and everything, and the fact that it was like written from his, you know, by his son. You know, it was mm-hmm. right. It was Tom Jensen's son that that wrote this and um and everything, and I I liked the way he ended it, where it was like his wife, you know, that Tom's wife was all upset that they got married in the same place that Gary got. <laughs> married to his <laughs> I don't know which wife the man got married so many one? times he got married three times I think yeah he got married three times which I, I just can't I don't get it but it's fine like it just it's it's like one of those things with even Charlie Manson where you look at this guy and you're like how how did anybody think you were like who like who the hell would want to be near you I you know whatever anyway there's somebody for everybody it looks uh, yeah, like he apparently. smells like pee <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit yeah so yeah I I just but I did like the fact that he was like um you know they went back and they got married they basically renewed their vows somewhere else so that she had a different memory and I thought that was cute where it's like it's not just the victims it's not just you know the the people that you always hear about but a lot of the people that that uh go through and 
and um, the detectives on the case and everything are affected by it too, which you don't really hear too, too much about. Um, I mean, I did like the fa- even the scene where he like had to get up and leave the interrogation room because he was like, I can't <laughs> listen to this anymore. And um, and he like, never talked about it. He called it his breakdown and everything. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, it was interesting because you just don't think about those things. You you know, cops always have this like we're we're tough and and they're the mm-hmm. bad guy and, and it's fine. And here's the guy that's like he came from burglary and theft and everything. And mm-hmm. then he's like, oh, homicide. OK, yeah. <laughs> it's like hooray. Right. So it's definitely those things where it's like it gave you a different perspective that I didn't have before. And um, I liked the way that it was set up rather than it being focused just on, on the killer. So, yeah. Okay. Todd, what are your thoughts? Well, to go off Lana here a little bit, even the title of the book is The Green River Killer. With that being said, it's taken focus off of Gary's name. So mm-hmm. people look at this and it's like, it's not Gary's name. And it's a true detective story is the colon or the subtitle. Yeah. So it's very much the story of Tom Jensen going after the Green River Killer. And it's not so you've got the um, antagonist is the Green River Killer and not the protagonist. Mm-hmm. So like in contrast to like Eddie Gein, it's not all of his backstory. It's what he did was truly awful. And sometimes you've got these villains that are like, oh, but let's understand this villainous backstory. And this wasn't really trying to do that. It was just going, here's this going on here. His first attempt when he was much younger. And the one that grosses me out the most, honestly, was when he picked up one of them to uh, give her a ride while he had a kid in the car. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, just stay in the car. We'll be back in a few minutes. Yeah. Ugh, like, I know. Yeah. What? And I just looked at that and I was just like, what? That's what really um, got to me there. Um, as you were watching, as the years were going by, as technology was upgrading, not simply the DNA, but it's like, oh, we have a computer system that you're now going to have to enter everything into. And eventually we'll be able to tie info back and it's not relying on just what's in your head. We could have the centralized database. And it's, I mean, it's the story of a detective. It became the entirety of his career. Mm. He even quit the force so he could continue on it. Mm -hmm. And it's, he did solve it. And I imagine there was satisfaction of it, but the um, time it took is frustrating. And you're like, why not? And that's interesting too, of how our um, edges of society are the most underserved, which actually probably needed most. Yeah. I mean, actually that was one thing I was going to bring up is the fact that with this serial killer and a lot of other serial killers, part of the reason why they get away with so many victims is because they kill like prostitutes and people don't like a lot of times like there's a lot of cops who like in a lot of these stories that obviously I, I like Lane I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts there's mm-hmm. a lot of like oh well they're prostitutes so they didn't worry about it because like the cops always be like oh well maybe they went home or oh though maybe they did whatever and they don't put too much credence into it and they don't worry about it and then that's how you get such a uh, high volume of potential victims there right um, you know what I mean like it's it's one of those weird things where it's like Ted Bundy was you know killing college girls that people kind of knew about and so therefore he there was more effort put onto him than there was the Green River Killer you know what I mean mm. and I think that having it from the son's perspective he wants and, and I'm not saying that his dad did not work very hard I'm sure he did and I think it, uh, this case really got under his skin but I think that there are a lot of resources that maybe could have been devoted to this case that weren't because it was uh, you know the, the fringes of that uh, society and I think that that is a, a consistent problem and it, it sort of plays into next week's book as well um, a 
although next week's book is a completely different animal. Yeah. So, <clears throat> well, didn't he even mention, like Gary Ridgway, didn't he mention the fact that he was killing prostitutes and it was like a good thing? He was getting rid of like an undesirable or something? Yeah, like he, he had like sort of this weird Somewhere. righteous indignation kind of bullshit with it. Like, which also with Gary Ridgway, you don't know if that's really his thought process or that's his justification after fact right. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to kind of know with him. Yeah, but. he's a he's a shithead. That's like that's the whole thing with right. that's the whole thing with Gary Ridgway is that like you don't know what's real and what's not. He knows that yeah. he's caught, so he mm-hmm. he's so he does this whole deal so that he doesn't get the the death the penalty, chair. and he ends up like you just everything that comes out of his mouth, you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like none of this sounds real. You sound like you have no idea what's going on. He just well, it's like he was having fun. Yeah. Well, okay. This is a really dark thought, mm-hmm. and I'm just putting that out there. This is one of those weird thoughts I've had when reading this is if Gary Ridgway did really kill all those people, there was always sex involved. And so yes. if you think of in a terrible way, these women as basically being used condoms, you can't keep track of where you disposed every condom theoretically. And that would justify why he didn't remember where they all were. It's a terrible fucking thought, but For that sure. might have something to do. I mean, if he was not lying, which I don't know if that's true or not, but that is a potential of why he doesn't remember where they are. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, you know, unfortunately as much as you're like, it's a terrible thing to think about, but that's the kind that's of mindset that yeah. these, yeah. that, you know, so many of these killers had where they just, they, they, you take the human element out of it. Mm-hmm. It just, it, yeah. they're, they're not, you know, especially, and I think that's the other reason why when it comes to the whole process, you know, prostitutes getting killed, a lot of times they're like, well, they're less than human because they were selling their body. And it's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, Adam, do you have any more thoughts? Well, not really, no, because y'all took my thoughts. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no, it's fine. I mean, it happened before where we share stuff, but I, yeah, it was interesting with this one because you did get more of like the police story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the investigation side of it. And, and Todd, you brought it up that, you know, the last two books was Jeffrey Dahmer and uh, Ed Gein did do horrible things. And that was never like, uh, that was never said, it was never made light of but at the same time like you did get at the beginning that sympathetic look it's like okay here's how this person got fucked up um and it was like you were saying lena was that this guy was just he was almost like a star fucker for death it was like he all he cared about was getting his name out there saying how cool i am look what i did he loved it he enjoyed that mm-hmm. he got off like fucking with the cops and taking them in a wild goose chase and w- whether or not he killed those people or not we, we may never know i mean down the road we might get some more evidence or, or you know he can do whatever uh but yeah he was just fucking around with them and honestly if you were in jail for you know being a serial killer what else would you do you have nothing fun stuff to do you may as well like leave people on a wild goose chase uh but it did i did like the fact that it focused on the quest to find him and even the parts with him involved were they were sporadically they were uh sparse parsed out they weren't exactly the main focus which is what we should do i mean i think a lot of times we we look at some of these serial killers or uh even people who you know go out like the, the kid who went and shot up everyone at the the protest whatever it was Rittenhouse, and they focus so much on the killer, and that all that does is glorify what they did, and we forget about the victims. And with this one, like you really didn't get to talk too. I mean, you saw some of the victims, but there were so many possible ones they couldn't focus on each one individually. Uh, but they didn't make him the star. Yeah. The star really was the detective trying to find it out, and I think that's what we should be doing more often with yeah. crimes of this nature, because or just any kind of crime, because you know it's and it, even when you present them like what's his name, the the fucker who raped that girl and got three months in prison, like. 
all the pictures of him were like, oh, you know, he was this, you know, uh, star star swimmer gets three months in prison, blah, blah, this and that. And then if you have a black person who does something, it's like, well, ex-drug addict was blah, blah, yeah. blah. And there's that Well, and bias. it's his mugshot and everything. And it wasn't until the media was called out for that that they finally started showing that shithead's mugshot instead yeah. of his, instead like, of like his... senior photo or whatever. And it was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, I, mm-hmm. I just, it drives me crazy. Yeah. So, it, it, and honestly, yeah, if you're going to put someone up there, have their mugshot, have them looking like shit, who cares? But as far as about the person who did these things but i did really enjoy the the detective part of it uh, a lot more than next week's book which we'll talk about uh, in a little bit uh because i do enjoy a good detective story and that's what i really thought these books aside from the first one i really thought that's what these books were going to be about because the true crime aspect whether you're watching a tv show or listening to a podcast it's always about the chase uh so this was kind of more in line with what i was expecting we were doing this month not that i didn't like the last two books i really did uh it was just a different a different way of approaching true crime month but no it was really cool i liked it a lot uh, the art was very interesting. Some parts of it, it almost seemed like it was in relief uh, that you were looking right. more at the the negative, like a negative of the picture kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really did enjoy that. And I think it would have been, uh, it would have lessened the artwork if it had been done in color. I think there was no other way to do this but black and white. Maybe you could do like, one thing they could have done with maybe like Sin City where they do like a splash of color every so often because then it sure. makes it such a stark contrast to what you're seeing. It makes things purposely stand out. Uh, but even then, I think it, it would have to be used in very certain ways. And, you know, as bleak as this story could be and really was about this horrible person these horrible murders uh mm-hmm. again the starkness of that black and white i think works well so. okay cool yeah um we will adam you 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 uh your point of view inspired me on something else but we'll come back to that in a minute let's start out with grades first uh mr todd what is your grade i give this book a b plus okay uh mr adam <laughs> you caught me right in the middle of that. Uh, i'm gonna go with the b plus as well okay uh lena b plus okay oh. i will i will go along with the ride and say a b plus. all right um but yeah <laughs> So um, so the thing you, you mentioned, Adam, and I just realized this, is that we did unintentionally, I wish we could say that we totally intentionally did this, we did create an interesting arc in the tale of true crime because the first book was sort of the backstory of a serial killer. The yes. second book was all about the acts of murder. The third book this week's was all about the detective work to find it. And then next, week book, next week's book becomes very much about the mythology and or the, you know, Hollywood tale of the murder after yes. the fact. Um, um, I didn't realize we'd done that. I think it's very interesting. But uh, that being said, <laughs> that just shows how good we are at our jobs. Uh, let's yeah. just say that we did it on purpose, Brian. Just cut all of that. I know, out. just lie. <laughs> yeah, that was totally on purpose. We totally did this arc on purpose. Uh, yeah. So next week we are reading uh, the Black Dahlia. Uh, it's based on a novel by James Elroy. It's adapted by uh, David Fincher, who directed um, Fight Club and Seven and Zodiac, Social, Zodiac, Network. Social Network, bunch of shit. Um, and then there's also a Someone whose pen name is Mads, Mads. Mats, um, who also I think did the scripting for the, uh, the comic, and uh, Miles Hyman. 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 Okay. Uh, did Hyman Roth. Hyman. Oh, gotcha. So anyway, uh, the Black Dahlia is next week. It is a famous LA crime story. I'm gonna tell you right up front. Not really, probably a factual tale of next to anything from this book, <laughs> except for <laughs> except for a few details. This is a highly fictionalized version of what is it a Hollywoodized version of Hollywood? Uh, yes, because Hollywood is a Hollywood version of Hollywood because Hollywood is a shithole. Like yeah. Yeah, everyone like, like every time I have people Hol- visit yeah, me in no. California like oh we should go to Hollywood and you're like it's a no. shithole. You go to Hollywood and Highlands and you don't leave that block. Doesn't no Hollywood Hollywood is the place where I accidentally bought meth from a homeless person at two in the morning. And there's hey! a really interesting story there. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
okay, like so we'll so leave anyways, that story for next week. Uh, we will. So, <laughs> so uh, thanks everybody for joining us, and we will see you all later. Bye. 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 I'm wondering if the acoustics of this room give the bye a different sound. I'll have to find you out. Sound different. Though. Try it again. You do have a little bit of an echo to you, but right. bye. Uh, the the decay is not as much as they would this. Yeah. Effect. Well, it's a very square room. The other one had like yeah. More, yeah. Hang a rug. That's true. That's also sexual in nature. There? No, it's all the whole house is hardwood except for the stairs that go in the basement. Like actual hardwood, like really legit hardwood. It's not like I was going to make a shit. joke. But I'm not <laughs> I know, right? It's just sitting right there. No, that's what the bedroom's for. Yeah.